Ladies and gentlemen, we are live for episode number three of the Hughes Sports Podcast, HSP. I am your host, Jake Hughes. Across the side from me, old man Kevin Hughes. How you doing, old man? Old man Kevin Hughes. Why do you have to say old man? Because you are the old man, and you are okay. my old man, so therefore you are old man. Good enough. It works. Yeah, it works for me. Oh, you can't see it. I actually, you didn't even notice when I came in, I actually said Kevin Hughes, old man. Interesting. How look, do we look, how up, do we... look up top there? I do see that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I hope everybody's having a great day. It's January 26th. I know we had said we were uh, going to have a guest today, uh, him, that being Kelly Kellner. Uh, Mr. Kellner, the Kelsomania, is actually in the Bahamas playing a big poker tournament. He actually won a satellite into a big um, bounty tournament, mystery bounty or something, I think it is. Um, he did really well uh, when he played this one last year, I think. I think he ended up winning like 25 grand. So uh, we're wishing him luck. He might pop in. Uh, dep really depends on the breaks at the in the Bahamas. It's three hours ahead of us, so it's 10 o'clock there. Really not sure um, what the breaks were going to be. So we will see. We will see. But we have lots to talk about even without what, Kelly here. What do you mean, we, Jake? What do you mean? It's been a very quiet week in Vancouver sports. Yes, um, nothing's nothing, happened. Nothing major happened. Nothing happened. So what do we possibly start could happen with the Vancouver Canucks? Well, do we start with the big news or do we start with the today's news? Uh, should we go in order? Yeah, let's go in order. Let's go in order. Yeah, let's go in order. I like being in order. In so, order. So, Coach. Last week, last week, I called on Monday. There would be a, 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 oh, a press conference, and I was off by one day. I was off you by were, one day. Yes. It happened Sunday. I you actually. I meant to when you when we were texting back and forth. I meant to mention that. I'm like, oh, yes. you said off Monday one... was Tuesday, so you were wrong. No, it, I said you Monday was Sunday. It was Sunday. You were still it was wrong. a day earlier, and I believe the only reason it was a day earlier was because of the media backlash from the way they treated Bruce Boudreaux on his way out. I heard the best explanation of it today uh, while I was driving over to the casino. Yep, it said <clears throat> the Canucks put Boudreaux's underwear up a flagpole for a week, <laughs> and I was like, they did. yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, and the the more disgusting thing to me isn't I mean Boudreaux needs to go. Let's not kid ourselves. Boudreaux's a great coach. He wasn't this GM's coach. He wasn't the guy who was going to be here long term. No, no. Right. Everyone knew that. It didn't matter. He still endeared himself to the Vancouver media. He endeared himself to the Vancouver fan base. I've never seen so much talk about a coach being fired, but I've also never seen someone hold on to a coach. From as early as November, where they were having a press conference, and he said he doesn't, uh, uh, Boudreaux doesn't, isn't uh, doing what we want him to do, was something along what J Jim Rutherford said. And Abs yeah, <laughs> they let him hang out to dry for all of December, most of January, where we played probably the hardest bit of our road trip. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, not hardest. The hardest part of our schedule was played. With Boudreaux knowing he was being fired, games that Boudreaux coached was the hardest part of our season. And Jim Rutherford had the audacity 
to claim it was how business was always run and that it was our fault. Th- it was the media and the fans' fault. It's all our fault. It was all speculation. Man. It was all our speculation. When Travis Green was let go, this is what happened. And you know what's amazing? Um, usually with sports, there's the team says this, and then you have fans over here yelling. You got more fans over here yelling. And then you got the media over here saying something totally different. Yeah. In this situation, I have not heard one person, not one in any media, whether it be here in Calgary, in Vancouver, Florida, it doesn't matter. I've not heard one person side with the Canucks. Not one. Not one person. So and it's... How, oh, I'm going to get... I promise No, myself, go for it. I promised myself I was going to stay calm. But Why? after 50 effing years, um, I don't know where Jake went to. After 50 freaking years... I'm so done with this team. I just want them to be done. Just the owner needs to go. The owner literally, he needs to go away. It's, it's embarrassing. It's literally, I, I won't wear my Vancouver jersey outside anymore. No, it's it's so embarrassing to the fact that last night, the Canucks go to play the Kraken with Rick Tockett as a coach. Second yep. game for Rick Tockett. Won his yep. first game against Chicago. Shocking. Yes. How could you fucking blow that one up? Um, if they can win one game all season, it has to be Chicago. You I know, know that. You need to, at this point, lose every game. No. But you... The, Chicago. The, your 2010s bias is showing again. <laughs> I hate them. Late, late 2000s. We haven't... There hasn't been a rivalry there in 10 years, and we still hate them. But we hate the, them. the cracking... <clears throat> Um, the Kraken crowd was chanting, Bruce, there it is. Were they really? I Literally, I didn't watch the game. It, was... I didn't watch it either. This is all from YouTube and from Twitter and everything. Wow. The It was a 6-1 to one blowout, just run over of someone who shouldn't be playing NHL hockey, the Canucks versus the Kraken, who have been getting phenomenal coaching and like been beyond what everyone would have expected. If they win a cup... Before the Canucks. I can't even, I don't even have words. I, I literally have no words. I'm 58 years old. I don't have a whole lot of freaking time left on this earth. <laughs> I need them to win a cup. Well, I really do. So let's talk about the gentleman who replaced Boudreaux. Rick. Rick. 2007 talk it nobody's talking about it nobody because i don't think it's something that needs Nobody. to be I, I don't think it's something that needs to be talked about it is something that needs to be talked about okay i'll give you the floor for this one um, 2007 explain. rick talk it just about brought down the nhl single handling with stupid betting he made a deal to make sure he didn't go to jail he tried to bring down wayne gretzky and his wife implicating them in a in this i'm not a big fan of rick talkett's obviously um it's not alleged he didn't allegedly gamble on hockey he pleaded guilty and made a deal so he didn't go to jail now he's our coach hey rod rod says hi boys howdy rod 
That was a Kevin rant. I. He I has a he has a point four seven five winning percentage. Okay, so that's that's He's something not where I can had a winning season. Not once as a head coach has that's he had true. a winning season. That's not true. When? 2018-2019 Arizona Coyotes, 82 games, 39 wins, 35 losses. That's a positive. You can't and be just that's, spewing. That's that's all you got. That's literally 39 and 35. Uh, 33 and 29 in 2019, lost in round one of the playoffs. He has the a Arizona Coyotes. He took seven five winning percentage. He took the. You're Arizona the geek. Coyotes. You're the nerd that loves stats. He took a terrible Arizona Coyotes team. Oh come on! You're going to use into the, the playoffs. You're going to use the big star asterisk neon lights season to yeah. try, try to justify that this is a hey, guy that can if, turn the fucking Canucks around. If Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin and uh, uh, Aquaman, I can't think of his name, Francesco Aquilini can Aquaman. use can use the bubble to to keep saying that this team is good enough, that this team has the right, this core is the core that's going to take us to the promised land. Then yeah, I'm going to be able to use this. This team is not good enough. It's it's simple. It's not this, good enough. We have. Four, maybe three, four good up front. We have one good defense. Yeah. The, the, maybe, who two. Your, uh, maybe two. Who's your second? Is it Bear? Is, isn't Bear defense? Ethan Bear, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a solid two. third pairing, seventh yeah. defenseman type of guy. Still, that's two. Who's our second yeah. best defenseman? That's the problem. You got freaking Chaos Giraffe. Running around, Tyler, the, running around the freaking ice. Tyler Myers, to... for those who don't know, <sighs> who called him Chaos Draft? There was somebody uh, on Twitter. That's well. That's been, that's been his name as given by Canucks Twitter. Um, yeah, slash social media. Freaking howled. But Jake's my witness. There's always been one Canuck defenseman that literally drives me off the edge. Yep. For I don't know how many years now. It's been a long time, like Sallow. Which I still Edler. don't understand. I still don't understand why you hated Sallow. I understood Edler near the end of the end of the the run. Now Myers, there's always one. And Myers, I completely understand. I mean, it goes back. Why didn't I like Sallow? He was a pylon. He may as well just had a freaking cone on his head. A big blue. You one. have a very revisionist history. <laughs> One of so, the greatest defensemen in Canucks history. And you're just, yeah, he's a pylon. Greatest defenseman in Canuck history. One of, yep. One Balsello. Yep. Wow. <laughs> he's, you know what he's doing, folks? Folks, you know what he's doing right now? I could tell by the way his eyes. He's literally trying to Google stats. So I'm not trying. I'm not trying. I, 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 I'm better than you think at multitasking. Played with the Canucks for nine years. Has it, was it that long? Holy crap. To, we acquired him in 2002, it looks like. And uh, his last season with us was 2012. See, that's probably why I hate him. Well, so 10 years. Math is hard for me. Probably why I hate him. Because he was on the team for so long? Because they You know, he was on the team they, that uh, won back-to-back. They back didn't win set. me a cup in 2011. The, I blame Mello. The two seasons where we won back-to-back President's Trophies? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing. Um, moving on with the Canucks still in mind. 
Because um, that's what we do. We talk about the Canucks. Signed. 5.5 per year for two years. Okay, I'm going to sit back and watch this because this is going to be fun. <laughs> this just shows to me how out of touch Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford are <clears throat> with the entirety of where the Canucks are. Kuzmenko for 5.5 year, 5.5 for two years is a great contract for the it's team. A steal. The I don't think it's a steal. He's only had he's had played four. Let's not. He's played forty-seven games in the NHL. Yeah, that's it. And scored and forty-three points, yeah. under a point per game. Ooh. And he's played solely uh-huh. with. Uh-huh. And he's played solely. With, he's played solely with a premier talent in the NHL in Elias Pettersson. This would be a great contract if we were, you know, fourth in the division fighting for a wild card, maybe like solidified third. But right now, this entire contract proves, and the contracts that Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin have signed from day one have proved they're out of touch with what reality is with the Vancouver Canucks. We are, we are a bottom 10 team that are acting like we're a top five team. And there's a huge difference. So... If okay, so you're saying you wanted Kozmenko to be traded? Yes. Who doesn't get traded then in Jake's little fantasy land? Everyone gets traded. That's so what we, I don't like. You can't. Me, trade, Pettersson- you literally can't trade everyone. That's, a, like, that's such a stupid concept. That to me, there so are many three- fans are like, oh, we have to trade everybody. Trade the coach. So this. Trade so the this. Gym. So this. So this. So three minutes ago, you'd rewind maybe, this team's not good enough. How do you fix this team then if you're going to keep resigning these core players? But you can, Kazmenko is not a core player for the Canucks. As you just said, he's played 47 games. Correct. He has 43 Okay, so JT Miller signed eight years for $8 million. Okay. He's been waiting to say this because he wants to correct that. You, because because I you said kept telling million. me I was at six and at six. I said I said six and six. And it's six and six eight. and eight. And it's eight so and eight. here's what you do: you you keep you keep Pedersen. Yeah. You keep Kuzmenko. Disagree with that. You gotta have to keep Miller, unfortunately, um, unless you can trade him away this year before his no trade uh, clause kicks in. I don't. But nobody's don't gonna take eight million. No. Um. You, uh, you, unfortunately, you got to trade Bo. Yep, because of the Miller. If you were if yes. you were smart last season and you trade Miller, you keep Bo. But do you think Bo is worth the nine plus mil that he's asking? Yes. Is he going to get that? Yes. We'll see. Time will tell. I mean, he's a great player. Obviously, he's on a shitty team and he's scoring up a freaking. How many I'm points pretty, does he have? Uh, he has fifty points in forty-eight games. Yeah, Thirty-one just, of those are goals. So again, Kazmenko, 43 points in his first year in the NHL. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. The kids on track to do to to score 75 to, to have 75 80 points this season. His first season. Yep. Yeah, you lo- you lock that kid down, right? So, you're keeping Pedersen, Peterson, Kazmenko all under 26 years old. I think Kazmenko is 26, is he not? If my memory Kuzmenko turns 27 this week. Yeah. So you you keep players like that. You keep a bear. You keep a Hughes. Um I so you're gonna keep five, six, maybe ten players 
That's your, that's going to be your core. That's going to be your core, but it's not the same core that you're thinking of because you can't literally trade everybody away. It's impossible. That would be just. So acidic. right now we're, we're stuck with JT Miller. We're, we're, we're all yeah, aware of that. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Bo or um, uh, Elias Patterson. Yep. Quinn Hughes and Thatcher Demko. Those are the four people, in my opinion, that you can build the team around. I think that you can you build still, the team around. You're forgetting Lane Patterson. No, no, no. You keep him. He's a good kid. He's got lots of talent. You, you're He's, forgetting well, the other Elias Peterson. Bring him in. Well, he, well, that's just calm down. He's overseas in the. Uh, we've got him. He's coming to play for us sooner or later. I don't know. Hopefully about next that. year. I don't know about that one. Really? I, and from then, every th- then listen. Now listen. Now you end up in the bottom five. You know what I do besides rant and rave about sports talk. You listen to a lot of sports talk. I am Kevin, the medium. I had a dream the other night. Oh, great. <laughs> Jake doesn't know this. I haven't told him. I don't think I told anybody. Oh, I might have told Rod. I might have told it on the Rod Peterson show. I had a dream the other night that the Canucks finished in fifth from the bottom. And on the day, there was a, and the first pick goes to the Vancouver Canucks. And we get Patterson. Now look at what you got. Petter- You've got Bedard. your first Bedard. two. What did I say? Patterson. <laughs> um, You've got your first two lines sewed right up there. Easily. Please do tell. Pedersen, Kuzmenko. Then you put Bedard. And it doesn't matter. It does matter. <laughs> Whoever you're going to do, is... bring up some freaking kids from the minors. The kids are going to oh, score 50, You, you want to bring goals. up kids from the minors? You want to bring up kids from the minors? What kids? Elias. Elias Pedersen, the the one who the, the one who defensive. plays defense. He plays defense. Um, we don't have our 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 prospect pool ranked by experts at the at the Athletic is ranked twenty eighth in the league. What prospects? We have none. Jim Benning, when he was running the fucking place, <laughs> emptied the cupboards, pissed in them, took a shit, and walked out. That's what he did. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> take a deep breath. So you've got, you've okay. So in your world, you have Lane Peterson, who's a I got a good. I, I got a friend. Who's a twenty-five-year-old who's played forty-four games in the NHL and is lighting it up. Yeah, that guy. Fifteen points. Who? No, sorry, three points. Three points in ten games this year. Two points in 2012 with the San Jose Sharks. Put him three points. Put him with, with, put him with um, Bedard. See what happens. Hmm. I think you have put a lot of um, weight behind the few games you've watched this season because it's hard to watch the Canucks I, on I, Lane Peterson. I can't. Oh, I can't. Oh, okay. So I just sorry. I had to pull up their um, roster because, as yep. you know. I'm not a nerd. I don't I, know everybody's name. So Sheldon Dries, why don't we keep him? Sure. Uh, uh, a bottom nine, four, a bottom three forward on a good NHL team or a top NHL or a top AHL player. Continue. 
Oh my god. Jack Studnika, you want to go with that one? Oh my god. Dakota Joshua, great, great fourth line. Mikheyev from Russia. What's the, how do you say that name? Ilya Mikheyev. Yeah, that's his name. I mean, we are stuck with him for three years, four years. Are we? So there we go. 25, 26. He plays uh, right wing. Curtis Lazard, do you trade him away? Dude, how long do we have him for? I don't think we have him for that long. Um, I think you should, if you have anyone who's in UFA or RFA, you should be looking to trade, get any aspect back. Yeah, no, you don't want Lazard. Lazard's like a minus five. Oh my God, look what you've done to me. I'm turning into you. Well, I mean, yeah, at the base. Oh my God, I was looking at stats. Jake. You're welcome. Cam, I'm just, just going to help you be a better sports Dom, fan. Dom has a question for us. Yes. Does Lafreniere, Lafreniere, I can't even say it. Alexi have Lafreniere a, have a spot yeah. if, if the Rangers look at Bo. I think so. Oh. Yeah, I think I think the do the Rangers go for a bow though? Do do they have the salary cap for a ten million dollar player? Nine point five. Rumors are that they are making making an all in push this year. Um, so they're looking really? at Patrick Patrick Kane, um, Timo Meyer out of San Jose, and Bo Horvat. What do you? I think one hundred percent that uh, Lafreniere would have a a spot in the lineup. I think he easily would have replaced Kuzmenko that we could have gotten a first round pick for. Well, and the th- I mean, I like Kuzmenko. I think he has a huge upside. Me too. That's the I'm good not thing saying about he's a bad his, player. The good thing about if we would have traded him, any team could have taken him because he was only making 975. Yeah. And for his point percentage, his dollar per points, he is the best player in the NHL. Because he's making league minimum. Well, yeah, yeah. And he's got 43 points. Yeah. Like, not league minimum, but he's making his entry-level contract the max, so 975, right? Like, any team could fit that in on... Oh, God, yeah. But, I I don't... Honestly, I don't mind it. Um, I don't mind this one. Um, And I said it before they actually did it. Remember, I said it to you the other day. We got to sign Kuz. And you were like, no, nah, I'm going to save this for Thursday. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Go and do Once it. again, the old man was right. Yeah. it. Um, I don't think you're right. I think in the long term, in three more years, when we're still in the same spot in that mushy middle of the NHL, picking 10th every fucking year isn't going to get you a good enough player to, to fix things. 10th? What are you talking? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at. Like... We swap our coach out. We go into our easy part of the schedule. There's no direction from the GM. This whole swapping the coach out. Let's talk about this for a sec. Yeah. Swap. Let's swap the coach out because we suck. So what do they do? They bring in a new coach. Do you have yep. any coaches we have on our payroll right now? Three. And do you know how much we're paying these people? We're paying them more than we're paying Miller. Eight point five million for one for the rest of this year. We're paying them more than we're paying Miller. Three, but coaches. that's what. But that's what How happens. How many coaches have we had since two thousand and eleven? I believe this is number eight. Nine, eight, nine, in what a decade? Yep. Thirteen. But this years? is what ha- this is what happens when 
ownership gets involved because if ownership did things properly and instead waited to hire Jim Rutherford and bring in Alvin rather than bring in Bruce right away, Bruce would have never been here. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad we got Bruce because I, I enjoyed the Bruce. Like, there it is. I get, I mean, Bruce is a good guy. You can tell. Yeah. Where's his Everyone... art on his sleeve? Good guy. Yeah. Like, I've never met the man, obviously, but you could tell he's a good guy. But was he a good coach? A good guy yeah. doesn't necessarily mean he was a good coach. No, you're right. He just got the best out of um, Petey. He got the best out of Brock. He got the best out of Bo. Miller had a career year under him. We didn't make the playoffs. We're not going to make was the in, playoffs. He inherited, he inherited a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs. Let's talk about that. Literally, and this is where I get frustrated as a Canuck fan. If you go back to when Benning was the coach. Benning was the GM. Sorry, who was a coach before? Travis Green. And before Green? Uh, Willie Desjardins. Right. So you go Green from the when Green started to when um, Bordeaux was fired. Yep. Unseriously. I have something to say about that again. Um, have we made any real changes? The team? Yeah. Because this, because this organization believes that this core, because Francesco Aquilini gets attached to Thank his people, you. and is we going need to, to stop saying this organization because you had the best Facebook. I've sworn three or four times this podcast. You have the best. You had the best hockey mind, in my opinion, in that organization who wanted to do what was the right thing, and the owner said no. Yeah, the owner picked that Benny. person left. Yeah, who was that person? That was uh, Trevor, Trevor Linden. Freaking Linden. It's not the organization. People need to stop saying it's the they, organization. No, they, it is it's the, organization. the one. It's the one up top. That's the organization. Whoever no, runs- the organization is the GM, the and everybody else. It's the guy up top. That's the problem. Benning wasn't the problem. Rutherford's not the problem. Who's our GM? Alvin is not our problem. <laughs> I, our problem is at a very, very top, and he's a piece of poo poo that needs to be taken out. Yeah, the and I don't mean I, taken out like taken out. I mean like take out the garbage. Yeah, no, the the fact that there's, I mean, we got into this on our first, very first episode, <sighs> but the fact that there is. Um, court affidavits that he emotionally and physically abused his um, his children. You have uh, Emily Castongay leaving the organization and filing a um, a suit with the uh, provincial board, like the labor board. Oh, oh really? yeah, that's 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 not being talked about anymore. People no. forgot about that. Ooh. That's yeah, that's happened. They brought in this person, demoted her, and then fired her, and now she's taking them to court. The Aquilinis, the Aquilinis as a whole, there's multiple the articles, the multiple articles on how scummy they are as businessmen. They must have gone to Donald Trump's school of business because there's multiple articles of them not paying their contractors and not paying people for what they do and freezing people out to allegedly. get them to move out of places. No, this is these aren't alleged. These this isn't allegedly. These are articles from the C fucking BC. This is the Canadian Broadcast Company company. They never lie. They don't. 
Thank you. Not on articles, not on articles that have been published for that long. So my point in all this to get it wasn't just to get Jake riled up. My point is we can change the president, the chief operating of fucking toilet paper. We can change the GM. We can change whatever Rutherford's calling himself this week. We can change the coach 13 freaking times. We can we can change the players. Guess what? We're still going to have a piece of poo-poo running this company. And that's the problem. But that, you look at most owners, they're hands off. They they yeah. make me money. I'm hands off. That's that's not always the case. Look at the Rangers. Look at Calgary. The Calgary doesn't get involved. The ownership group doesn't really get involved that much a, with the day-to-day -day operation of the team. Because it's a group. Look at any single propriety ownership of a team That's and the, they get involved. Because they the only reason they have the is for ego. Yeah. And ego ruins everything, whether it be business, personal friendships, anything. Ego will always ruin it. So. What do we get for Bo? What do we I keep wanting to bring this? What yeah. do we, we trade? We're trading Bo. Like we can't. There's no doubt him. about it. I we mean, have do you to get, trade him. Do you get, Dom Dom point. brought up Lafreniere because the much, Rangers are what's looking. his contract? How much is his contract? Um, let me look that up. Vamp, while I look that up, because people keep thinking, oh, we're going to trade Bo. We're going to get two or three great players. No, we're no. not. We're I not. Think, we'll be lucky to get prospects and first round draft picks for Bo. I'm thinking like two we have to take we have to take cap back. That's a problem for Bo. Yes. No, nope. there's like three. There's three teams that have more than three million dollars of cap space. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have to take cap back for Bo. Um, but, right now, but he's uh, not under contract. This is his last year. He becomes a UFA. But there's the cap for this year. You have to be under. Oh, I see what you're saying. And what is he making now? I don't know. One second. Yeah, Lafreniere is making only nine twenty-five. It's on his his last year of this deal How because it's he? his entry level. Young, it's his entry level deal. He was born in two thousand one, so he'll be twenty two this year. Every time I see that name, I keep thinking of the um, old Canuck. Lapierre. That Lapierre. <laughs> Lapierre. I don't know why. I that's where I, I go to it. Um, so that would be a good. Now. That would be a good fit. Get someone like an uh, up and comer like that, two draft picks. Are you going to get that much? I think if you don't get a, <clears throat> in my opinion, you're going to have to take cap back in one way, or you retain on bow for the rest of the year, which is no no worries. You can retain up to fifty percent of the salary. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yep. Uh, so you, um, he's making five point five right now. So you retain two point seven five. You get an Alexi Lafreniere. You'll probably have to take something else back that's coming off the books next year anyways. Or if you can, get a, a, a younger defenseman, hopefully a right shot, and you get two picks. To me, if you're not getting a young piece Are you getting two and two picks... Are getting a first and a second? I would prefer a first and a second for this year. Yeah. Because um, this year's draft is so... Um, so deep. Yeah, or what you can what you do is you do a first and a second unless both signs, and then like if they sign an extension or you like a conditional draft pick, 
And if they sign Bo to an extension or make the Stanley Cup playoffs, you get next year's first as well instead of the second. You know what I mean? Like balance, make it so it's if they get long term effect out of it, you get something more back. Can you put him up on the on the wing with the top line? Probably not, eh? I mean, he's a Ooh, plus left, six. Lafreniere. Yeah. Um, I don't see why not. I think he would be a great addition to someone like um. Um, what? Oh God, I can't think of his name. JT Miller. Oh, okay. So put him on the second. Isn't Miller in the second line? Yeah. It depends because it's right now out. everything's kind of messed up. I mean, what are right? Who's who's who in the and, zoo? And right now, I mean, uh, Rick Toggett, uh thinks what every new coach thinks that JT Miller can play center. So he's playing center on what I would call our third line. So you've got Elias Pettersson. Mikheyev Kuzmenko on your first line. You've got Bo Horvat, Connor Garland, um, and I don't know who now, Jack Stadnika, whoever mumble jumbo AHL player we've got playing in the NHL. Um, and then you've got Miller on his own line. Um, right. Centering his own line, which is what you need because if Bo goes, you need that big name defenseman. Yes. Um, big name. No, defenseman. I think big name winger. Yeah, thank you. I was like, hold on, I just looked. Or big winger, big big name center, because you need you need uh, Miller to slide into center rather than play wing. Because this yeah. guy isn't huge. I mean, he's six one, one ninety five for La- Lafreniere. Yeah, and he's good size. Like, his point totals aren't astounding. He is still super young. I think it ta- it's going to take points. Twenty two points this year. Um, seventy four in one hundred eighty two games. Right. So yeah. Um, and if you look at it this year, he's got way more assists than he does goals. I think putting him with someone like JT Miller, who is that hard, aggressive, get to the net type of player, Lafreniere could be beneficial. Yeah. Right. There are a couple names kind of searching around for Horvat. There's, you've got the Rangers, you've got uh, Carolina as well. Yeah. I don't know what you Apparently could... Seattle's making a big push for him as well. I don't know who, who we'd get from Seattle. All but, your first um... round picks. Huh? All the first round picks. How many do they have? Um, I don't know. Not that many. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, it would be a. It'd be a great. It would be a great, it, be a great March way. 3rd? March third's a deadline. E, no. I believe. Yeah. Later than that. No. Why is it? Oh, it is March third. Oh, it is March third. I thought so. Um. So we've got a. We got a month, really, when you look at it. January's yeah. over. So we have February. How many moves do they make? Do they I mean, knowing the Canucks, let's be realistic. They make one. And it won't be Bo Horvat. Like knowing the Canucks, it won't be Bo Horvat. It'll be Brock Besser for a third round pick. And then Bo walks at the end of the year and we get we get nothing. No, they'll re-sign him. No, 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 no. They'll re-sign Bo to a to a contract that somehow works within the numbers. But the can, we'll be, is, isn't didn't he want like nine point four or nine point three? That's the rumors of what he's asking for. We can't do that. And he wanted five years, six years. He wanted the I same thing, him. Miller. I don't blame him. I do. I wouldn't Why? want to be. I wouldn't want to be in Vancouver for the next five, six years. That's, it's gonna, that's it's gonna that's be brutal. That's, that's the thing that's kind of insulting to Bo. He was brought up with the Sedins. Taught how to lead a team, taught yes. how to be a professional. And then you know what they do? They're like, well, you know, 
Uh, Miller was uh, played a lot better last year than you. And even though over the course of the same years, you put up the same numbers, but Miller had one really good year when he was going to sign his contract. So we're going to give him all the money and uh, leave, you out, left we'll for leave you. you out in the cold. It's just sad. It's, it amazes me because any, I shouldn't say this because I'm not, I don't know, but I would think any other business that it would be run like this, they would be shit to pay, man. It's, but look at the Kraken. The, but, or sorry, look at the Golden Knights. There's no such thing as loyalty to the Golden Knights. They need to, no. they deserve a cup now. Fuck, deserve a cup. Are you kidding me? Are you going to go there? Are you going to raise my blood pressure even more and go to the freaking Golden Knights? Oh, their fan base, their hard suffering fan base. Are you freaking kidding me? Hard suffering fan base. It's been 50 plus years that I've been suffering. Yep. 52. I was six. I'm 50. You're old. <sighs> yeah. So that's so, the basically the state of the Canucks. Ooh. We don't know what's going to happen. We expect nothing. We hope for a lot, and they suck. Fire the I, owner. I have never, ever in my 52 years of being a Canuck fan wanted to see a team lose. The Messi era. Even then, even yeah, then, you, I, I didn't you had to actively. Think about, you had to think about I it. didn't actively cheer for them to lose. Um, if anybody's listening from back on the coast, they know I, I'm probably one of the most passionate Canuck fans around. Like I, I literally wear it on my sleeves. I've sh I've literally shed tears over yep. this team. I, I've shed happy tears. I've shed sad tears from riots to. Being that freaking close twice. <sighs> twice. I forgot that. It was twice. Um, I have, I, and I guess I have no words. I'm just dejected. <laughs> do, 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 that's do. what it is. There's, there's no words left for this organization. It's sad. It's a sad, sad state that this freaking franchise that in two th 2000s early like mid 2000s to nah probably like late 20 what was that 28 2008 2007 forward they they were pretty freaking good they were one <laughs> of the elite teams in the league jake from, and i used to argue with these people with people from, all the time from 1999 until 2012 the canucks have played more um playoff games than any other team in the nhl the only team that even came close was detroit and they had a, the closest thing to a dynasty we've seen except for the tampa bay lightning in recent years that's and I, I literally have defended my canucks with I that can't anymore. i can't I, I i literally like i said i was going to play poker today i looked in my closet i have three effing jerseys four Yep. If you include the um, one Lance made me that has the poker chip. Yep. I put a hoodie on. It's. I'm not proud to be a fan of them right now. I'm uh, not. It's. I am it's a fan. Don't get me wrong. And, and the big thing is, a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, you're just a fair weather fan." Like people who don't. I would. Who know I me. would punch somebody who said that to me right now. Um. <laughs> it's the fact that I expect the team to be better than they are. And not, not even on the ice. The people on the team, like, 
the way they treated Bruce Boudreaux, the way they're treating Bo Horvat and still marching him out in front of public because he's still our captain. Yes. Until the he way gets traded. They, they, the way they dealt with the Pearson injury. I could go on and on at nauseam. And that's, and that's just this season. Let's not go back to net last season. Or how about oh. the season where we ran out of time with Tyler Toffoli and Jacob Markstrom and Tanev. It goes on. Uh, yeah, Tanev. It goes on. It's like, wow, wow, why, why? Okay. You know, anyway, I, it's been 40 minutes of depressing Canucks talk. Um, let's NFL quickly... playoffs. No, we got oh. time before that. We got time before we can get there. What are we doing? We have something even more exciting. Oh. The return of the XFL. February 18th. A mere oh, three weeks away. Gosh. The XFL returns. Do I have to look this up, buddy? No, don't worry. I have I have you all figured out. I have everyone at home all figured out because we're going to okay. go through some of the rule changes and differences from the XFL to the NFL to the CFL. So, oh my God. I, I've seen some pretty wonky rules and I've seen some pretty different rules and I've seen rules I really like. And then we have the XFL. <laughs> I personally really love what the XFL is trying to do in making the game quicker. And making the game more viewer friendly. I mean, sure. Okay, so kind of the key points that they're obviously really proud about is it's a 35 second play clock in the I CFL. Like in the CFL, it's a 25 second play clock, correct? Correct. And in the NFL, it's a 40 second play clock. 95 seconds. I think yeah, it's 40, 40. seconds. <laughs> I think it's 40 from when the but it starts as soon as the play dies. Yes. Unless there's a timeout. Three overtime scoring rounds per team. We'll come back to that. Don't worry. It's oh, very that confusing. is awesome. This is the best part, guys. We want overtime. Three timeouts per half. That's standard. That's standard. I don't know why they're... That's not a rule modification. Yeah. Um, in the fourth... This is a super fun one. This in is the fourth awesome. quarter, your onside kick alternative option is to keep the ball with it being fourth and 15. Again, we'll get more into this as it goes down, but it's literally... Guys, guys, you could literally keep the ball for the whole fourth quarter and never have to turn it over. And you could score a touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. If you can make a fourth and 15. If it's you can a risk. Make a fourth or 15. Okay, so let's look at the some big ones. Uh, extra points. Tiered extra points are back. Teams will have three run pass options for extra points following a touchdown. So there are no point after touchdown kicks. Oh, I didn't see this one. This is good. I like So from this. the two-yard line, you get one point. From the five-yard, you get two points. From the ten-yard, you get three points. So that's you can the, have a that's nine... That's the run pass. That's like not... not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you don't have a kick option. You There's only no run or pass. Option. Yeah. From my understanding. Cowboys of it, would love this. <laughs> the Cowboy fans would love this. Too soon? It's only been a couple weeks. <laughs> Sorry, Rod. <laughs> um, this is really interesting to me. The defense is awarded the same number of points for a touchdown. So if you start on the 10 and you throw an interception and they run it back, you the defense then points. gets three points. Yeah, Two sense. on the five, right? Makes sense. Same as, same as uh, if uh, block field goal, you get three points. Right? Block field goal, you pick it up, run it down for a touchdown, it's three points. Not block, well, the, yeah, no, it's seven after. points. Point after, sorry. Point after, yeah. yeah field yeah, goal, yeah. you get the full seven. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so the XFL will operate with 35 second play clock, which begins following the previous play. So just like the XFL or the NFL, play finishes. That that play clock starts. We right. only have 35 yes. seconds. Yeah. So by the time everything's set up and ready to go, you've probably only got 20 seconds, much like the CFL. Yeah, which is good. 
The clock will start falling incomplete passes and out-of-bounds play prior to the two-minute warning of either half. And the clock will stop following first downs after two-minute warning of either half. So very clock, standard. Hold on. The clock will yep. start following an incomplete. The clock will start incomplete following. Following incomplete passes and out-of-bounds plays prior to the two-minute warning of either half. Okay. So you throw the if, if 10 minutes left in you the game. You can't spike it. No. Well, yeah, you can because that's usually you're doing that within the two minutes. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, only a 10 minute halftime. I don't know how long the NFL halftime is. I honestly don't. I know in the CFL it's 15. I know it's, yeah, it's or is it 15. 20? It's 15. Okay, sure. Um, teams get three timeouts per half. Yeah, that's normal. Uh, kickoffs. This is a really fun one that when the NFL or the XFL came back a few years ago before COVID interrupted everything. Kickoffs. The team begin five yards apart. Kicking team at opponent's 35-yard line and return team at own 30-yard line. Okay. So you're here. There's no movement. You all stand here. The only person who moves is the kicker, and the only person who's back is the receiver. That's it. Wow. Stops a lot of head injuries. Yeah. You're not running full speed down the field. You're five yards apart only. That's crazy. Teams will have two options to keep the ball after scoring. Traditional onside kick. You can do this anytime during the game. If you score a touchdown in the fourth quarter and the fourth quarter only, you have a f- option to take the ball at f- your own 25-yard line and to be fourth and 15. So, I mean, this is going to change. I don't know. how. I'm not, I'm not saying I like the rule. I, I'll wait. I, I'm looking forward to 10-point games. You score, you score a touchdown with a minute and a half left. You take the ball. Well, and not just that, but you, you take the ball a, at your own twenty-five and try to get fifteen yards. Not just that, but it's a ten. It's a ten-point game. Yeah. You score a touchdown. You now go for the three points. It's now a one-point game. Yeah. And oh, now yeah. all you have to do is make that first down, and get into field goal range. It's insane. Right. It's insane. You, it's going to keep the scores way more competitive than what it is in the NFL. Um, right now, the CFL, I think it still will be a more exciting game because there's always oh, yeah. in the last three minutes of a CFL game, I've seen seven score changes. Exactly. This is an interesting one that might take some time to explain. Double, Double forward, forward pass. So if a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has not crossed the line of scrimmage. So quarterback so, drops back. He's in the he's in the shotgun. He can drop back a couple more yards, yep. throw it forward to receiver. Yep. yep. Far hash marks. And that long as he's behind the line of scrimmage, he could turn around and fire that ball downfield. Yep. Wow. Exactly. That's going to so, be a cool trick play. Yeah. So right now the rules in the NFL and the CFL both are one forward pass per play. Yeah. So you so have to lateral it or throw it backwards. Yeah. So that's why the flea flicker. lateral. The flea flicker where they hand off the ball, which is technically behind you when you hand it off. And then the turn and pitch backwards, that's still only one forward pass. Right. Whenever, uh, I don't know if you know this, but whenever there's a lateral pass, the downs judge or the the lines judge um, on the play will point their hand backwards. This is to tell every single other referee that if that ball comes loose, that's a live ball. Oh, because he was behind the behind because the he because the ball went backwards and he was behind and everything. So right. on any pitch plays, you'll see that both the line judges put their arms backwards. 
even if it's an overhand throw, if it's behind if the it's, quarterback, if it's a lateral or yeah. backwards, it's still yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this is so going to be interesting. Yes. So once the ball is past the line of scrimmage, no forward passes are permitted. You can't be running down the field and then decide to keep throwing it forward. Um, the first pass may fall incomplete rather than becoming a fumbled lateral, which is what uh, the point I was getting to. Yeah. Lateral, the ref puts out his arm. That means it's going to be a fumble. It's still That's going forward. forward. It's still it's an still incomplete going... pass. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so the thing, I think the thing you're most excited for is the overtime. It's insanity. Uh, it, it consists of alternating attempts from the opponent's five-yard lines. So it's not like the CFL where you Circus get it from the 35. Ball. Like CFL, for the American viewers, you get the ball on the 35-yard line, and you go until either you're stopped or, you, or you're scored. The defending team then gets the ball on their 35-yard, on your 35-yard line, and does the same thing. If they beat you, if they get a touchdown, you get a field goal, they win, but you have chances to match. But the biggest difference between the CFL and the NFL is... You both have an opportunity to score a touchdown. Yes. A freaking game isn't won by a coin toss, you losers. So anyone from Canada who doesn't watch the NFL for whatever reason, in the NFL, there's a coin flip. Whoever wins that coin flip, if they score a touchdown on that first play, on the first drive, they win. Um, in the XFL, you get the ball on the five-yard line. Three attempts Opponent's per team. five-yard line. Yeah, you get the ball basically on the, the, the score zone where your entire playbook is open, which I think will be really cool to see the different plays that are yeah. up. You have three attempts per team. And each time you score, you get two points. So three attempts per team. You're basically going down, you're going to a three down football. Um... Three attempts per team. No, no, no. So you... Oh, I see what you you're get, saying. Three attempts. You get four downs from the five-yard line to score a touchdown. From my understanding. Do you have four downs from the five, or you just have one at one attempt, and each team has three attempts? I assumed that would be my thought process, and I don't know. I'm sure we can dig into it and figure it out. But my thought process is that there's you get a full set of downs, and then repeat. I don't think so. Is it, it just one play? Three attempts per team consists of alternating attempts from the opponent's five yard line. Maybe yeah, maybe you just get your one get shot. One you have play. to go for the end zone yeah. each time. You get two points per score. So just like their point after touchdown yeah. uh, plays from the five yard line, you get two. You get three attempts per team. If each team scores, you keep going it, until a winner is decided. So no then you just go one, 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 one. It's sudden exactly. death. Not to sudden me, death, but you, you go against each other. To me, it's a shootout in the yeah. NHL. You get your first yeah, yeah. three skaters out and then Same sudden thing. death, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, so. that's it. That's what it is. It's three attempts. Same thing. Remember I brought this up about... Um, I hate ties in football. Yeah. This so, removes it. So after I like this or what my suggestion for the CFL was, if it's still tied after the two um, periods, yep. you go to a kickoff, <sighs> start the ball at 35 and you just keep moving it back. I don't like that. Cause I just <laughs> D- damn kickers. Um, hey, the now. last thing here. Hey, 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 you the last thing be- here. Okay. We're moving on, moving on. We got Apparently get we're this. running out of time. Jake's getting nasty. Central uh incident replay, centralized replay with all plays subject to review from replay official, um, which I think is great. So they miss yes. anything. Um, replay may correct errors on non-reviewable plays. So the that. replay official could say, no, that's not a hold. Or that's Buzz not down. an offside, or 
it was the offense offside, not the, the, the offense drew them. Yeah. Anything like that. So things that you yeah. can't even challenge. Um, head coach may challenge one on on field ruling per game, including those involving a foul or potential foul. Oh, okay. so you only get one challenge a game, not like one it. a half, one a game. Yeah. Um, final ruling made by designated members of offici officiating department in central location. Basically, they have a replay with all sorts of officials in there, and they make the decisions. I, you know what? I mean, I'll probably watch it. Am I? Am I going to be a massive fan? Um, probably not. I got to pick a team, right? That's what we have to do. Yes. I yeah, that's what I was going to do. So we have the Arlington Renegades, the DC Defenders, the Houston Stop. Roughnecks. The Who Orlando the hell Guardians. came up with the name DC Defenders? What kind of? Go ahead. Dwayne the He's Rock. Dumb. Um. <sighs> Houston Roughnecks, Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahamas. What the f is a Brahama? The Brahama Bull, the Rock, the Great Stupid. One, Seattle Sea Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Vegas Vipers. See, I, I'm going back and forth. Of course, I want to take Seattle just because I'm a West Coast kind of guy. Um, yep. But Vegas, Vegas, I like Vegas. Vegas is a kind of a special Vegas spot for me. Vegas is fun. Who are you taking? I think I'm going to choose San Antonio Brahamas. Just because I, I think it's the dumbest name in all of them. And they have the Defenders. The DC Defenders. What the? F Who came up with this name? The Renegades. Okay, I could go with that. The Roughnecks. What the? F Are they trying to copy the we, Rough they, Riders? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Calgary Calgary has a Roughnecks team. I know. But it's football. It's a Roughnecks. Rough Riders. There's going to be some co confusion. Jake. So. Jake. They're from Saskatchewan. You can't. Well, may, they're, I mean, maybe not, it'll come on. Maybe it'll help them. <laughs> maybe they'll get more more viewers. Can I wait and pick? Because the gate season doesn't start for a while yet. Wait and pick. I'll, you know what? You can. I want because I want to see their uniforms. That's all. All right. No, that's fair. I want to see their uniforms. Yes, I choose teams by the attractiveness of their uniforms. That's not true at all, because when you started becoming a Canucks fan, they were atrocious. Then they became even worse. Then they got the beautiful skate logo, and then they became an Orca. Then they had a Gradient jersey for a little bit. People forget about that. Which one? And then the Gradient in 2005, 2004, 2005. Gradient. They had the dark dark red on the top, and then Gradient into the blue. Oh, that was really bad. Yeah. That was yeah. bad. Okay. We're running out of time. Are we? We are running out of time. So last week, we went through... At the very end, as we do every show, apparently, because we decided to start right as the playoffs started for the NFL. <sighs> Can you read me back the pick? So we have the first game was the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Chiefs. And I know which team we chose. The we chose, Jaguars. We both chose the Jaguars, who lost by a one touchdown game to the Chiefs by 20 to 27. Next game was the Giants and Eagles. We took the Eagles. And I know I, I took the Eagles we both because did. of the boys. We both took the Eagles. Uh, the next game, Bengals and Bills. I know for a fact we both chose the, the Bills. Bills. And they got just destroyed by the Bengals, who I think have a good chance of making it all the way to the, to the Stanley Cup. And the final game. We have the Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. Jake, who did you take on this one? I believe I took... The Cowboys. The Cowboys. While well, you took... The, the 49ers! 49ers. So I went two for four. You went two for four. I went, uh, you went two for four. Yep. 
I had the Eagles. Yeah, I went one for four. I, I went one for four. I had the Eagles and I had the um, 49ers. And the 49ers. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, Sunday at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Sunday. Mountain time. 3 p.m. Eastern time. We have the 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Going to be a tough game. Um, I got to stick with I think it'll be. I mean, I, I, that's my two teams that won this week for me. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm going to stay with my 49ers. Just because, I, just because our cousin Dean, or your cousin Dean, my nephew Dean, my cousin, yeah. um, he's a big 49ers fan. So I'll go for the 49ers. Yeah. Dean, this I one's for you, buddy. I can't choose the 49ers because I think Jeff and Mike might fly to Canada and beat me. Why are they 49ers because, fans? Because no, because they are the Philadelphia Eagles. They are from Pennsylvania. Well, there's a good reason not to choose them. So we're going with the Eagles. <laughs> okay. Going with the Eagles. The NFL Conference Championships, game number two, Sunday, January 29th, 4.30 p.m. Mountain time. What time is that? Eastern time. 6.30. Whoa. We have the Bengals taking on the Chiefs. Cincinnati versus Kansas City. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Going to go with the Bengals. Um, Feel good I story. really want... I, I... I have a friend in Edmonton that's a Bengals fan. He always wears his hat so that's weird yeah what just a weird team to choose because I, I don't think they've been that good ever ever um <laughs> until like recent like until yeah. recent years it's yeah weird team i was gonna to say did, weren't they good last year sure i think so i have no idea um i don't know see, see I, I really think the Bengals could win this but i want to i think the chiefs have the are the favorites so i'm gonna go with the chiefs okay plus i think it would be really cool to see the afc um, the first in the AFC versus first in the NFC for the Super Bowl. That would be, that would be the Eagles and Chiefs. So we both picked different teams on both. We didn't we take the same teams. Hey, no wow. same teams as them. The complete opposite of every other week. Yeah, exactly. Because we're we have no idea what the NFL. We don't follow it enough at all. Well, we might have to now. We might have to. Yeah. Might might have to. Uh, but, you know what's going to happen if I try to follow the NFL, the CFL, just, the your, XFL, your the NHL, the CFL? It's too so, much. So I uh, uh, follow the CFL. Uh, I'm trying to follow the NFL. I want to follow the XFL. And then uh, three different rule sets. And then I ref. <laughs> then he refs. And then I ref amateur football, <laughs> which is a different rule set. So we've got four different rule sets up in my noggin. I like to be that guy who knows a lot of the rules. <laughs> so you know how many times I've recently just kept going back to my amateur rule book and just checking random calls? <laughs> just because? To make sure it's the same. Well, to make sure it's the same ruling as the NFL or the CFL or whatever is in my mm. brain. I, thoughts, NFL. Or sorry, XFL. Yes. Does it last? Do we do we see a full season? Do, do we... we? I think we, no matter what, I think we see a full season. Do we see it? Five years from now. That is a great question. I don't know. Yeah. All depends Definitely. on how much money on the rock wants to put into it. And that's limited money that kid. So, but this has been the episode for January, the week of January 26th for the Hughes sports podcast. Please do. If you are watching, hit that like button on YouTube and subscribe on YouTube. Guys, I want to talk about that. It's important. No, uh, if you're watching, hit the like button and subscribe. It really helps us out. It doesn't cost you any money, but it helps us out. Plus, also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening there, please 
subscribe to get our weekly episodes. Hit that automatic download button. It actually helps us out. You don't realize, but that automatic download button gives us the kudos and the algorithm. Plus, if you can, some podcast platforms will give us a five-star review. Tell us what we're doing yes. wrong. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us that you hate us. Do something. Just Leave us feedback. Just hate hate on us. Lonely. We like it. Jake's Jake's I, been I, hated on a lot lately. He's he's getting. I haven't hated on a lot this this week. But this has Keep been your the eye show. Open. Keep your eye open for the HSP Facebook page coming this week. Yes. Have yourselves a beautiful week, and old man. I will see you here next Thursday. See you Thursday. Talk to you Saturday when you come out. Bye. Bye.